This is the final part, part three of a three-part series about the three days of darkness and the holographic sky and the chemtrails and all of that type of thing. I encourage you, if you have not seen the first part of this series, please go back to part one and watch it first because it's going to be hard to accept some of the things that we're about to say unless you're primed with the information and the images that I showed in that first section. This is not just about a regular solar eclipse that is coming and all of the dreams and visions and prophecies that people have given about seeing a solar eclipse before the event horizon. I believe this is what they are seeing. And I showed some shocking evidence from the Final Days channel that shows this object is enormous that will be eclipsing the sun and already is eclipsing the sun. Like this one, the new one that she put up, that it's 25% of the sky. That is not an exaggeration. So please go back and watch the first episode if you haven't already so that it's easier to digest the information that we're going to be talking about in this episode. And like I mentioned in the first episode, even if you saw the first version, the full version of this video series that I posted a week or two ago, please consider watching at least part three of this series as well, because there's new information about what this really is that we are seeing in our sky, and it's not what they are telling us it is. And this is new information that was not in the original version that I added to this three-part series when I broke it down. So I touch on the infrared telescope on Mount Graham called Lucifer that the Vatican set up. And because of a comment left by Saved by Grace, I also added some information on this piece of equipment right here. See, see this dot that seems to be proceeding this piece of equipment here, this bell-shaped piece of equipment. I added footage of this also to the SETI images and the section where I talked about the 1993 Russian employment of this exact unfurling mirror technology. So part of that might be discussed around the Elon Musk SpaceX launches in this section, but I know definitely it will be discussed in part three. So please, as always, I encourage you to watch part one and part two of this series as well, because this is all important information and it's a lot easier to understand if you see the building blocks that show this is really true. And I'll put the links below in the description box to make it easier to find those other two parts. And I'll also try to link them at the end in the end screens. obscuring something dark here. So let's go back to at least 1993 and look at some of the designs that Russia released about this unfurling mirror that they could launch into space. Talk about smoke and mirrors. I mean, this is literally smoke and mirrors. Chemtrails everywhere, smoking up the sky, and then Russians launching these mirrors to create this lens array. Unfurling a thin aluminum and plastic mirror in space, Russian scientists and engineers for the first time have sent a narrow beam of reflected sunlight flashing across the darkened side of the earth. So it's not just creating the illusion or the cloaking, but they're saying right here that these could also be used to beam light, beam light down on the earth which could explain a lot of these phenomena that people are reporting all over. They say, I go outside and the sun just burns my skin. I can't even mow my yard. It's not like it used to be. And these melting signs, 
one guy went out cycling and his helmet melted just while he was out cycling in the morning. I mean, that sounds like either microwaves or this type of thing that I talk about in here is what happens when you put a magnifying glass, sun through a magnifying glass? It starts a fire. So if Russia or the other nations or, you know, the deep state conglomerate have deployed this lens system of magnifying glasses and mirrors and stuff into our atmosphere, that could account for some of this burning on people's skin and why the sun looks different to everybody now. And honestly, it could even account for a lot of the wildfires. And again, that's not to discount the fact that there is a high-tech war going on with directed energy weapons and that type of thing. But think about this. This is NASA's map, of course. NASA says the wildfires are a symptom of climate change. So we have the same deceptive agency that is covering up and is deploying this technology, the smoke and mirrors and magnifying glasses over us. And then when everything starts catching fire, then they say, oh, well, that's a symptom of climate change. It's just unbelievable. And we can see them adjusting and turning the lenses behind the clouds. Like, look at this. You'll see this beam. They call it a crown flash phenomenon. They actually say that. So when you say, look, look at this strange light in the sky. This is this. They go, oh, no, no, that's a crown flash. Well, well what is a crown flash? Well, nobody really knows. Well, well, what causes a crown flash? Well, you know, it's a phenomenon. Well, then you don't know what it is. So just because you put a name on it doesn't mean that I don't get to discuss it. No, this is the lens array. This is them adjusting the lens array. They call it a crown flash. People see it all the time. I mean, you know, it's rare. It is rare that people see it. So, and I don't mean all the time, but I mean, there's tons of footage of it and they just say, oh yeah, that's that phenomenon. say there are no mysteries there are no anomalies those are just words that people use because they refuse to believe the truth here's another one that you'll see right in here it's not quite as pronounced as that last one, but you can see it. Plus the glowing cloud phenomenon is another one. Clouds that are, there's a light source behind them, clearly a light source behind them. Just, I'm not gonna show all those images. You can look them up, they're everywhere. Mystery lights coming from behind the clouds, but it's no mystery. And who's deploying all of this equipment? Everybody, it looks like everybody. Here's a video that I did back the end of 2017 when people started noticing these strange SpaceX launches with this light inside. 
And when cornered about it, they would just say, oh, it was a success. The mission was a success. We delivered the payload. But they would never say what the payload was or anything like that. But in this video here, I point out that in this particular instance, the very same day that we, we here in America were all focused on what SpaceX was doing, the same thing was happening in a lot of countries. Russia launched, I think China launched. I can't remember all the details, but all of the names of them and even footage of the launches are all in this video. So yeah, they're all in on it. That's why all of this quote unquote space agencies of all the nations essentially have the same logo with the Chevron here, like NASA. They all have it. They have the same logo because they're all part of the same cabal. Every single one of them. It's unbelievable. But we know it's true because look at the Antarctic Treaty that I talked about and showed in the Antarctica series. That all of these nations, although they appear to us as enemies, players on the stage, like they're enemies of one another. They can't agree on anything, but yet they can on this. They can all agree on this. And we see the same thing with the space agencies. They all seem to agree when it comes to what they are telling us is space. And I have absolutely no doubt that this equipment is real and that it is picking up readings from our atmosphere. I just don't believe it is aimed where they say it is aimed. So here's some Sechi footage that has made the rounds all over the UFO community. You can see right here, let me scoop this up. A UFO is seen on Sechi. So is this a UFO? Let's take a look. Right here in between these brackets, this is the object in question. See it moving and see that unfurling, that canopy looking thing? And this over here, where you're seeing these bursts of energy, this would be where the sun is at. It's a close-up. So, right, it looks like a round object and something unfurling. Okay, here's another capture, and you'll see it open even wider in this capture. Okay, here we go. Now this is what I'm talking about. See it start to unfurl? Now look at the design of this Russian mirror lens array unfurling. Unfurling a thin aluminum and plastic mirror in space. Okay, look at the design. This is from 1993. You have this round thing, right, that looks like a UFO round thing. It's got like a circle in a circle. And then it opens up in the front and that's the mirror see i mean to me that looks like exactly what sechi's picking up moving toward this planet in the direction of the sun deploying these lens arrays these mirrors so don't get me wrong i'm not mocking the ufo community because they think this is a ufo uh, they don't know many of them have no idea that they haven't researched old newspaper articles about unfurling mirrors from Russia in the 1990s. And honestly, like I always say, I thank them for their work. Even though we disagree about what this object is, I thank them for their work, that they spend time watching these cameras, watching the feeds, getting the screen captures, 
all of the hard work that they put into research and investigating this. But yeah, on this one, in my humble opinion, this is clearly what SpaceX and the Russian agencies and all these agencies working together are deploying. It's part of this cloaking system. It's part of a lens array. And this was the catch I was talking about by Saved by Grace when she said, oh my goodness, and she gave the timestamp. The shape of it even looks like the triangular shape caught on camera by the woman who looks at all the cameras. So if you followed Universal News Media before, now it's uh, the final days, I think, that she has been saying this forever, that there is a triangular bell-shaped type technology following the track of the sun. And I've always just sort of dismissed it. I, you know, I took it into account and I filed it away in my brain. But until she said this, until Saved by Grace said this, I was like, oh, yes, that's exactly it. So keep in mind that Sechi footage that I just showed you and keep in mind the news articles that I showed you about the Russian technology of the unfurling mirrors and unfurling lens system keep all that in mind now in hindsight when you go back and look at what she's saying over at the final days or universal news media the south-facing camera in arctic village alaska captured some very interesting cloaked equipment that is only visible directly underneath nasa's circular glare I've added contrast and also traced around this object to give viewers a general idea of its shape the craft in the front seems to be towing this equipment around as if it were a, a tugboat pulling a gigantic balloon through space. This is obviously part of the equipment in place to hide the planetary system. The fact that we can only see this equipment when it is directly under the light tells us that it is possibly only visible in the infrared light spectrum. Additionally, the atmospheric chemicals help to hide these objects. The exact same thing is happening from the west-facing camera in Arctic Village. So, oh my goodness, it's a mess up there. And that's why we're seeing all of these strange things that we've never seen before, like triangle clouds, or perfectly square, or perfectly rectangle clouds. Oh, come on! This isn't my first day on Earth. I've been here my whole life. And clouds do not form in triangles and squares. Well, I mean, they do now. Straight geometric lines. And then, of course, we have the phenomenon of the hole punch cloud, where a perfect circle, it looks like a perfect circle, something that's invisible to us, passes through a cloud front, passes through cloud cover, and displaces it and sort of drags it along. But of course, they just tell us, well, it's a hole punch cloud. And so all of that condensation just falls in a perfect circle suddenly. Okay, whatever helps you cope. But I'm just asking you to consider that a hole punch cloud is caused by something, I don't know, punching a hole in the clouds. Then we also have all of the dark rays, the dark shadows, the perfect straight lines cutting the sky in half where it's light on one side and dark on the other. And these black shadow looking rays, as well as clouds casting shadows on what should be empty space. I mean, a cloud shouldn't be able to cast a shadow on empty space. Not to mention the light source, the sun, should be above the clouds casting the shadow down on the earth. 
but this is what we're seeing. And you can see this shadow isn't cast by this chemtrail because it extends way up here where the plane hasn't even gotten to yet. But lately they always seem to be associated. If you see one of these dark rays, then boom, there's a chemtrail plane on it trying to cover it up. And this is a picture that I took right out in front of my house. And the same thing, a striking dark ray and they were, here come the chemtrail planes, right on the line, trying to cover it up. I wish it would have shown up better. I just used my phone and tried to get a picture of it. But in real life, it was really striking. And this is weird. I had no idea that there was a black sheriff's car sitting across the road um, from my house when I was taking these pictures because I was looking up in the sky. So that's odd. Here's a picture that the boogeyman took the boogeyman channel right here <laughs> um, about the holographic sky all he was actually trying to do was to get pictures of the nibiru system and he talks a lot and does a lot of videos and captures of this lens array he captures the actual lenses again links will be below but while he was filming he clicked it over to infrared and this is what showed up some sort of structure behind the clouds which reminds me of what everybody's talking about with the nanotubes. Um, so, you know, is this the screen? Is this the lens? It, I don't know. He, he talks about it like he thinks it might be the firmament. Who knows? Maybe it is like the Hunger Games, especially if the Nephilim races, the ancient ones, are involved. Who knows how big the deception is? Who knows what's real and what isn't in the sky? But I don't know, this could be the actual texture of one of the unfurled lenses. I don't know, but it's a great capture. And again, with the frequency ranges, that's really common for people to capture things in the infrared spectrums. In fact, there's one scientist who inverted a telescope with the lens system in the telescope and created a device that picks up entities moving around not even mechanical crafts, but entities in the infrared spectrum moving around in the atmosphere. In fact, his diagrams about changing the shape of the lens remind me a lot of the difference in lens shape and the light refraction that we see when people have an astigmatism. And that just happens to be one of the traits that is super common in RH negative people. I have astigmatisms in both eyes. And over the years, there's no doubt I've come to realize that I do see the world differently. But that's a topic for another video. The RH negative video will be going up right after this series. So let's keep moving on and listen to what the boogeyman had to say about this footage. I was shooting on RAW, and when I added an infrared uh, filter to these, the blue of the sky just fell away. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. What it looks to me is like a hologram type system, uh, maybe uh, metal in nature, I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not sure what it's made out of. I'm not sure who put it up there or when it went up there, but uh, all I know is I really want you guys to pause this and take a look at what I'm showing you here. And actually, we see almost the same type of technology, a near-infrared 
telescope being used at the Mount Graham International Observatory, which most of you know is called the Lucifer, the Lucifer Telescope. And this is a Vatican-owned observatory. And it was a really big deal because Mount Graham was protected land. It was a, considered a sacred site. So it was a really big deal for them to get permits. If you don't know all the details on that story, uh, Tom Horn and Chris Putnam did quite a bit of work on that. And this was that great catch by Tammy Hamilton. And for some reason, putting this whole section together, that had totally escaped me, even though I've talked about it in other videos, that yeah, that's absolutely right. The infrared Lucifer telescope, that's exactly what they're looking at. But here's what the acronym stands for, but it's Lucifer. They call it the Lucifer telescope. You can't make this stuff up. It's unbelievable. It's an international observatory. And who are the main players? Rome, Germany, and the United States. And of course, they're very ambiguous about what it is they're looking at in infrared, but I suggest they're looking at what we're talking about right now. But they say things like, oh, we're watching stars form in the Milky Way galaxy because these infrared telescopes can penetrate the dust clouds like the dark rift. Okay, first of all, all of the images we have seen of the Milky Way are, they're just computer generated. Because the Milky Way, where they say we're located, either looking inward or looking outward, would be 25,000 light years, light years away. So I know we've been trained not to question authority and just look at the pictures in our textbook and say this is it. But I want the young people especially to know nobody has ever sent a probe or a satellite or anything 25,000 light years away to get a picture of this. And that would just be like this distance, 25,000 light years. A lot of these pictures are from above, you know, like this one, it's from above. So, you know, you're talking hundreds of thousands of light years away. No, nobody's ever sent a probe or a satellite or anything to get any sort of image of what they are telling us is the Milky Way galaxy. I mean, think about how ludicrous that is. If they were sending probes hundreds of thousands of light years away, first of all, none of us would ever live to see it. Secondly, I can't even get cell coverage a quarter of a mile off the road here in a rural area. And you really think they're sending images back over, you know, tens of thousands of light years? None, none of this exists. This is all done in a computer lab. Now, these pictures exist. Let's take a look at this. Now this is what we actually see from telescopes. And this part is actually still called the dark rift because this is the tear in the firmament. This is the rip in the firmament. This is the crack in the firmament that they're watching. This has been there for millennia since Noah's flood. That's what Noah's flood talks about. It talks about the waters that were above the firmament crashing down on the earth. And, and still the landmass of earth is 70% covered in water from that. And we can look up in our sky and still see the great rift. I mean, you can see right here, I'm not making that up. It's still called the great rift. I mean, they've done a lot of revisionist history to make us disregard all the records of our ancestors. But like I always point out, all of our word origins, they have origins. It's still called the Great Rift. And what's the definition of rift? A crack, a split, or a break in something. 
but anyway, that's a video for another day. I've got a file on that. We'll talk about that later. What I was really trying to point out here was the infrared telescopes. That's what's going on with the Lucifer telescope on Mount Graham. When you have a fake sky that is full of holograms and full of cloaking devices and full of enormous objects that cast their own shadows and give their own light <laughs> and all of that as well, it's quite a job to cover it all up and they just can't. And we see that. We see the evidence of it slipping through all around us. It's getting to the point that they can't cover it up anymore. Even the electromagnetic anomalies can't be hidden by doctoring instruments anymore because you can see it with the naked eye. We've got the aurora borealis everywhere. It's not at the magnetic poles anymore. It is everywhere. Here it was just last week over New York. We've had it over Michigan, over lots of other nations, and we have plasma discharges blowing out transformers everywhere, not just in New York, but in Ohio. There's several of them. I have a file going on it. But yeah, it's happening everywhere. Plasma discharges. The sky is lighting up, and it's only going to increase as we approach the event horizon. Marfugel's done a pretty good series on that and on the megaquake that's coming, but he talks about and shows the footage that everybody's been reporting of these convoys carrying just truckloads of transformers. They're stockpiling transformers like they know, like what happened in New York, they know that this is going to start blowing out the electrical grid. They know it and they're preparing for it. And these are military convoys that people are seeing driving by with these truckloads of transformers. These aren't just like civilian companies delivering their load. These are military convoys. And lots of other people in other cities are saying that they see the spare transformers sitting out in their cities. Like they've already been delivered. But anyway, yeah, Marfugel on the earthquake preparedness, he talks a lot about that. And he talks about how 27 states are preparing for whatever this is. I mean, obviously, everybody's preparing for it. But he can document and cite some shocking stuff from these 27 states and documents that they've released that they'll say they're ordering all these supplies and doing all of these things to prepare for this Cascadia quake, you know, which is way over on the West Coast and 27 states are preparing for this catastrophe. So clearly they know it's coming. We're the only ones who don't know it's coming. I mean, we know, but most people don't. And it's not just America preparing. Like I showed you in the last couple videos, Russia and China, all Germany, all of these other nations are doing drills as well. Russia doing drills, evacuating 40 million people into underground bunkers. I mean, this is what they're talking about with the Phoenix rising, the Phoenix rising from the ashes, or what do they say? Order out of chaos. This is the new world order or the antichrist regime. This is how they take total control. It will be on the heels of these catastrophes. And I've seen it. One of the prophetic dreams that God gave me, I saw exactly that. I saw a military invasion that directly followed an earthquake and we were totally caught off guard. We thought they were coming to help. Like we saw the convoys coming down the road and we weren't scared at all. We're like, oh yeah, they're coming to help. And they opened fire. It was like, what? So for example, this time they've got everything in order. They've got their underground bunkers. They've got their refugee camps. They've got their ability to chip people so they can do the census and track everybody and know who survived and who didn't. 
there won't be an economy anymore and paper money will be absolutely useless. So that'll also be the mark of the beast system that the Bible says nobody could buy or sell unless they had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of its name. So that will be the new digital economy, which is part of the total tyranny of the Antichrist system. And you can see the beta tests going on over in China right now with their social credit scores and their dystopian nightmare with all of their facial recognition software, a totalitarian surveillance society. And like I've addressed in several of the video series over the last couple of months, especially, they have mad scientists doing crazy stuff. They're genetically engineering bodies. They're cloning bodies. They're brain mapping and trying to save their identity like something straight out of a transcendence movie. You know, through these technologies, they're soul transferring. They have a sort of artificial reincarnation system they've developed. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on, all in an effort to maintain this control. But it comes to an end. That's what the Bible says. There is an end. Yes, this has been the cycle since the creation of this world because this matrix was put in place for the sifting, for the division, to redeem all of the redeemable and to sift out this and quarantine it in a dimension called hell. And God says there is an end to these cycles. There is a judgment day where it will be final, where the sorting and the sifting will be done and it will be divided into heaven and to hell. So simultaneously, some souls are rising and others are falling. There are fallen angels and rising souls at the same time. Joel 2.31, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's going to be great for some of us. We're looking forward to going home. We're looking forward to a dimension with no evil. We don't love sin. We hate sin. So it's going to be a great day for us, but it's going to be a dreadful day for some who love their sin more than they love God. Revelation 6.15-17. through 17. Then the kings of the earth, that's the powers that be, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in the caves among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for that great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? So just like during the original Passover, at the same time, the destroyer is coming. The same time, this system, this object, this being is coming. At the same time, the destroyer is coming. The Lord is coming too. God will protect his people and the destroyer will be allowed to perform the wrath of God. And what are the signs of this time that we should be looking for? Said there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Are we not seeing that right now in the era that we are living in? This is happening now. It is not hidden anymore. NBC announces new moon phases because everybody's like, okay, this is impossible. Why is the moon the wrong direction? And so they're like, oh yeah, well, uh, these are actually the moon phases. And they've done the same thing with the Zodiac over the last couple of years. You know, it used to be the 12 signs of the Zodiac, the 12 houses, just like the 12 apostles, the 12 patriarchs. 
the celestial mechanics is fashioned in that way. But now they're telling us there's actually 13. Oh, that's not an occult number. No, now there's 13 zodiac signs. Not hanging upside down. So, you know, I notice it too. I've been noticing it for a while. Can't really fully explain it either. And it's out there receiving sunlight independently. I don't know what would make it appear upside down. It should be vertical, you know, like the light that hits the earth. You know, the light's not upside down. Otherwise we'd have, if it was like that, we would have daylight across the equator. That would be the termination line. The termination line would be across the equator and the bottom half of the earth would be illuminated and the top half of the earth would be in darkness. So that's why we know that the termination line, light and dark from the, the sun going across the earth, that line is vertical. And so should the moon be, I agree. Why it appears like this to us, it's kind of puzzling. And I'm going to start out with just something that's just humorous to me. I mean, this just makes me laugh. It makes me cringe and it makes me laugh. And that is the, you know, there is a voluminous amount of information available on moon phases. Okay. And you can just go look on the internet, look at moon phases, look at images, and you can find this stuff very easily. Right. So, you know, as all my life has been, the way that I've always been taught about the moon is that you have a waxing moon and a waning moon. So this is waxing. In other words, it's, it's, it's increasing and increasing over time throughout the month. And then it goes to a full moon and then it wanes. That is the, the moon start or the light starts to go less and less and less until they're, they're until the moon is invisible again. Right. And you would be able to time everything by this. You could, you, I mean, it was, it was like a Swiss watch. Right. And it was, you know, you might tilt a little bit one way or the other, um, be, depending on your delineation on the earth. But for the most part, that was what I grew up with. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 50, almost 55 years old and all the old timers would agree with me. So my question is, why are they trying to convince, and this is where it just gets ridiculous. Why are they trying to convince the world that these are the moon, the proper moon phases? Okay. This is an article from uh, NBC. And, and then it talks, and then it basically shows this picture to almost like to say, like, this is the normal moon phases. So if you're younger, like if you're 18 or younger, you may have never really even noticed the moon. And so you wouldn't even know better. But us old timers, we know, man. We know that the moon's not supposed to do that. And of course, when we, when we look at our skies, this is exactly what we're seeing in our skies during the different moon phases. So it is accurate. That's what we're seeing right now. But it's different than when we grew up. And that's one of the things we point out at WSO is that there's a lot of changes going on around us and in our solar system. And one of them is that the moon tilts. And we get a lot of grief for that. But again, guys, it's just, it's humorous. It's humorous, even getting to the point where they're trying to tell people <laughs> about delineation and all kinds of crazy stuff. So. Out. Yeah, a lot has changed and a new day is dawning. <laughs> Here is Paul, but get this, the Minnesota Planetarium Society says, hold the phone. The star constellations above us no longer are in the same alignment that they once were, which means that many of our signs are now different than we think. And here's the, here are the uh, changes. I think we have a... Yeah. So if you look on the screen there, this was the old zodiac. You probably know what you were. Now there's the new zodiac. So you may have shifted a little bit and you'll notice there's an extra sign. And this is precisely what the Bible says will happen before the return of Christ. 
and we're seeing it in our lifetime. Luke 21, 25, there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth dismay among the nations, bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the surging of the waves. Men's heart will fail them for fear over what is coming upon the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Now that's some serious stuff. That's not signs in the sun and moon and stars like, oh look, it's the moon's perihelion. It looks so big, that's a sign. No, this is talking about signs in the sun and the moon and the stars that will cause people to have heart attacks. Men will faint from fear over what is coming upon the earth. That's not just a pretty blood moon we're talking about here. I believe what this is talking about is what we just spent two hours talking about. 